This is not a bit. I'm not doing a bit. It's exhausting to suggest that I'm doing a bit. This is Charles from E1, and I'm just doing the thing you have to deal with sometimes now, where we tell you about the other stuff we're doing. I'm going to put out a self-titled album as Solips on March 24th, which features a bunch of E1-adjacent musician friends like Dan Beckner, Nate Roos, and Robin Hatch, and it's your job to buy it on Bandcamp or listen to it on Spotify or whatever, or at least lie to me and tell me you did. Um, I'll put the links in the episode description so that even the average podcast listener who is lower than a dog and stupider than a worm or dog can find it. Got it? Okay, now let's do the episode like podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery. This podcast is entitled Pleasureman. It is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode one. Hello, guys. It's so good to see you. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Watch this. Watch the floor. The floor is new. I'm already recording. I'm already recording. The floor is new, though, so be careful. Get Take your shoes off, guys. You mind? Take your shoes off. All right, the floor is all brass. It's all brass, so be careful walking on it, okay? It's a little malleable, so as long as you don't stomp or jump or turn directions too quickly, it should be fine, so just do me a favor, and if you guys are walking, just don't change direction in here, okay? Because when you pivot, it leaves a divot, so don't, like... Don't test, plant is this, your feet. These things are already on? Oh, yeah. I just clip it on. I just clip it on my shirt. Feel okay. it. It's Clip it just right clip on it. there. I got the microphone nice, here. Uh, here you go. Pretty nice brass floor. I mean, if you're going for a soft metal, I would have gone with gold, but uh, the brass Everything is, nice is brass in here. Gold is like played out. Everything is brass. It's gorgeous. Look at the centerpiece there. It's all brass, but like you got to be real careful when handling it, guys, because even it, I got these brass cups, you squeeze it a little bit too hard. They, they, they will. See, I think gold would be them. a little bit indulgent. Brass is modest. Exactly. Like, you know, anyone can get brass. So watch out well, for silver, the dogs. Silver might have been a little more firm. But. Who's a good boy? Watch out for the dogs here. You guys remember Elvis and Carmine. No biting, okay? No biting, guy. Who's a good boy? Who isn't going to bite anyone today? That's right, you. All right, take your shoes off. Yeah, let's try to do that. And, and remember, guys, let's not try to snap or whistle. Those are triggers for Carmine. And if you talk too high-pitched, Elvis will lunge. Um, he's a lunger and he can jump. He may not look it, but he can jump like right to like belly level and he'll take a bite at belly level. So like, don't talk too high pitched. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. I'll try my best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got the perfect spot for us to go. I got the three chase lounges in my reflection room. So here. Got everything all centered here. We're all ready to go. Um, gentlemen, I'm so excited to have anyone here. Um, you know, we never actually discussed, uh, what are we going to call this podcast? What is this? What is this thing? What is this whole idea that you have? We talked about this at, um, it was what? It was post-brunch, right? The post-brunch lunch. And we were talking about, um, you know, leisure and, you know, alternative lifestyles. And people will want to hear about, you know, what we're God, doing all day. that was like day. 45 minutes ago, and it <laughs> feels like weeks ago. But I got, I got it all set up. I sent in for it all. I got all the equipment here. But they, yeah, I'm you, glad your servants had time to set up these microphones for us. It's really nice. Well, yeah. I mean, it, technically, they're Amy's servants, but, you know, it doesn't. It's, it's, they'll still respond to me when I talk. So, um uh, guys, um, I guess we should say our names. I'm sorry. This is the first time doing this. I'm so confused. Uh, for everyone at home, uh, my name is Vic Pomegranate. I am joined here by my two great friends, um, fellow men of leisure, um, uh, Toledo, Toledo, St. John. Uh, Toledo, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm uh, independently wealthy. I think we can get into uh, how and why maybe in a little bit, but... Uh, you know, we've all become friends because we just live here in these decadent mansions and enjoy our nice homes and the rare things we own. And we there's kind of a kinship in that, you know? Yeah, where life is for the living and no one's living yeah. more than us. We just us. want to feel good all the time. Exactly. I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with treating yourself, having a massage, drinking some oolong tea. 
Uh, maybe getting a little bit of a peach ginger blend in there to spice it up. And then, you know, going out to eat to a nice restaurant, having some crudo, perhaps, you know, maybe some scallops, things like that. Um, that's essentially the vibe I was going for here. And then, of course, I have to introduce uh, my great friend Loomis. Loomis, how are you doing? Tell, tell the listener. Tell them about yourself. Don't be shy. Well, uh, Vic, thank you. I'm Loomis Contrer. Uh, if you have you guys seen The Great Gatsby? Oh yes. That's basically I, who I, I haven't I am. just seen it. I live it. Oh. <laughs> well, that's what I'm trying to say. It's um, really fun. I'm pretty much like the great Jay Gatsby, except there's no girl I'm pining after. I think the thing I would most wish to marry is probably. I mean, is pleasure a woman? Sometimes we know it, <laughs> she is. It can um, be, but uh, it can be. Yeah, sure enough. Yeah, don't let um, it, don't let Amy hear me say that. I sold my company five years ago, and I've been a full time man of pleasure since. Um, pretty much, uh, it was called Loomis Industries, and it was an industrial company. Um, I was <laughs> able to, you know, amass quite. You uh, did uh, quite well for yourself. Uh, quite a decent personal don't, fortune for myself, which You've I have to well. leave to no one when I go. You know, that goes with me. I'm being buried with it. Oh, can you do that? Absolutely. Uh, when you're dead, are you going to put it all I'll, into cash to get buried with? Or are you going to go with gold? Or what do you what um credit card what means? You just put I it- think I'll uh, break it up in a you know break it up, and I will not disclose my location of my grave so oh, no one can no, rob that's it. Smart. That's well, maybe smart. you should leave some clues, some really cryptic clues, so that if someone's smart enough to get all of them, then they can well, rob I it. But also, they deserve it. I think maybe I'll bury myself with a lot of poison. Maybe a bunch of jars of poison will be in there, so people will be too scared. Oh, like the pharaohs. Well, you know what? Here's the thing, though. When they when they are about to close or, cover the casket, they should uh, loosen up those jars. Otherwise, you know. They're not going to get poisoned. Like you should. Well, have- they might see big. They might see big purple jars with a scroll, uh, a skull and crossbones on it that says "poison" on it, and they might go, "Whoa, we better stay away from this." Well, I don't know if they've like, already would- dug you up. Then I, I got a pretty good poison guy. I think that he'll be able to set me up pretty good. Well, I, you know, I think you know that's a great idea. Loomis, Maybe one of the jars of poison needs to be an exploding jar of poison just to make mm, sure it gets that's, burned. That's I'll kind dip of all what of my, I was saying. Maybe I'll have them dip all my gold and money in poison. Ooh, now that's... Or you could oh, burn it. wow. You could always burn your money. No, but it needs to be there to show how rich he was. You can't get well, rid of it. Well, that's a good idea. Maybe I'm cremated with everything. That's a fantastic idea, Vic. I really... You know, you know that, is an, that is an idea, but I really like Toledo's idea where you sort of national treasure yourself and you leave a bunch of clues. That could be a lot of fun. I mean, for somebody. I mean, it sounds like a lot of work, but I think somebody would enjoy that. I'd like to, you know, maybe watch like, oh, if they had like an HBO Max documentary on you and your secret money and everybody's trying to find it. They're talking about it. And, you know, I almost got it, but then there was a poison. That'd be great television. Perhaps I spend all of my money right before I die. So there, it turns out there's no fortune when they find it. Oh, that'd be genius. That'd be too, because that'd be like a moral. You'd be like the scorpion that stings the frog's back. Well, I'm more like uh, the great gats. Because but... he wasn't swimming fast enough. Well, you also mentioned earlier the pharaohs of yore. You could also get yourself mummified with all your money. Spend every dollar you got to get the most fancy mummification in gold and silver and jewels. And, uh, you know, that'd be pretty Maybe cool. Maybe buy one of the pyramids, too, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> yeah. Toledo. I mean, I know there's some for rent. If you check on Zillow, there's always like a few Egyptian pyramids up there. What What you could do, right, is you could take, you know, your money and you could buy the biggest diamond you can and then people will open the casket and they'll think oh the real money was like the friends you know and you'll leave a note that says like you know you know it, all that matters is heart and then maybe if they open up your body they could go to where your heart is and there would be the diamond there so oh jewel. everyone will be they'll be like well, how is he alive if his heart was a diamond what an incredible man <laughs> well i don't think they'd <laughs> assume that that was your actual heart i think that they'd assume You'd have to tr- you'd have to trust your mortician, and to not just run off with the. Diamond. I could trust. Uh, I could trust him very well for the right price. Trust me. Oh, well. Although I think that Vic brings up a good point here of who would be better at business and making money than a man whose own heart is a diamond. <laughs> that's that's true. Um, 
Uh, and what woman would not dream of being with a man whose heart she couldn't break? Ooh. Wait, women dream about breaking men's hearts and then they don't get breaked? Well, of course. Broken. Why do you think I'm not married? Oh. Well, I thought you didn't want to share. <laughs> but, uh, my, well, I mean, I also, I mean, I think all three of us, we could probably, this goes for all three of us. I fall in love with every woman I meet. Oh. Every, well, every, you know, we're counting like attractive women. Right, Those are right, the right. Women every talk viable about. woman, not just yeah. like some. I fall in love nearly right. every day. Not just, a, you know, lust, uh, women that deserve it. No, no, it's lust, but lust and love are very tightly entwined with oh, each other. Oh, I read, I read about that. Basically the same thing. I've, I've read well, about that. Here's um, what I would say on that subject, which is that I am in love with my business, and my business is pleasure. Ooh. Are you mm. and you're 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 there you're strictly business. Yeah, I'm strictly business, but my business is pleasure. But I also have another business, but I'll talk about that later, but Well, let me uh introduce myself a little bit. I am the genius who came up with this idea. My name is Vic Pomegranate and I am a kept man. I'm sort of a male geisha, so to speak. I live here in the house in the backyard of Amy Mann's house uh, with her husband, and I am a muse. I inspire her. I take care of a few daily activities, light her cigars, pour her wine, pour her teas, and such like that. And a lot of times I lay around on a chase lounge and just inspire. That's essentially my job i'm well compensated i have a great life and i have a lot of free time which i don't feel bad about enjoying in the slightest um i'm a dog dad to two wonderful hounds uh, elvis and carmine here they're quiet now thank god um and i was hoping to, you know to uh talk a little bit about you know promoting this documentary i'm working on as well i don't want to go too into it i know you guys are sick of it i'm doing a documentary on the history of macaroons or 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 macarons i'm sorry you would think if i'm doing a documentary on it i could pronounce it correctly but well it's better to say macaroon because if you say macaron they're gonna think you mean like the french president ah yes i am not doing a documentary i'm a doing a, a, a documentary on little cookies not on a, a, a an adult child who had sex with his. I don't want to get all political here. I'm going to avoid all that. Uh, gentlemen, um, we have very, very busy days. Um, a lot of people wouldn't expect that when you don't have full-time jobs. So men that have lots of time on their hands still figure out ways to have very busy schedules. And one thing I was hoping to go around is kind of shatter that stereotype of the kept man sitting around and enjoying himself all day by describing some of our what our average day look like. Uh, gentlemen, would you guys be interested? Oh, of course. Absolutely. And as, as Toledo said, we're in the business of pleasure. And I just want to say that business is good lately. <laughs> yes, I am. I am quite enjoying my situation in life. Uh, maybe one of you gentlemen would like to go first. Tell us, what does a day in your life look like? Toledo, would you like to lead us, or should I begin? Oh, sure. I mean, it's nothing too fancy in my day, really, but I mean, I maybe I should begin first, though, by just letting people know a little bit about uh, how I made um, this vast sum of money that you can uh, that you can tell that I have. Ah, yes, change the subject. When you hear about my lifestyle. <laughs> Well, I think people just need to know a little background about how you can live such a life of opulence and luxury. Um, I very famously um, made my money one day when me and my friends, we were just out eating some hot dogs and we were walking across the street eating our hot dogs with, it was like the Beatles almost, but we each had a little hot dog in our mouths. We were so hungry and uh, we were each wearing a different color. Like I was dressed in red and my friends were dressed in yellow and green. And the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. I'm sure one of you is barefoot too. Oh, of course. But the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile came up and ran us all over. And people thought it was like a viral stunt. But then it backed over us and then ran us over again. And pretty much took like an hour where it just kept hitting us and, and very violently attacking us. And, uh, you know, my two friends died from it. It's horrible. And I was just like, well, this is not right. I'm going to have to sue them now. So much pleasure they're robbed of. 
Exactly. Two whole lifetimes of pleasure. There's nothing that could make up for their lost pleasure except for me having as much pleasure as you could expect in three lifetimes, right? So I took Oscar Mayer to court and they were like, well, are we going to have to give you money? And I was like, well, how about you just give me unlimited hot dogs for life? And they were like, okay, that sounds easy. And I was like, well, I want infinity hot dogs. And they were like, well, that's too many. And I was like, okay, well, I want 10 million a day. So now they just ship me 10 million hot dogs every day. And my like little servants or workers or whatever, they take care of selling those for me. <laughs> I'm basically a secondhand your, hot dog your salesman. Ser- your servants. Yeah, well, I always call them my servants and they're like, well, you should call us like your, uh, you know, like your maid or your uh, land, like your landscaper and your like office worker. And, and I'm like, well, they have to run your business too. Yeah, of course. And then it's just, well, I got another business I'm busy with. So it's just like, they're my servants basically. And I'm like, you guys are basically servants. And they're like, yeah, but you're not supposed to call us that even though it's true. And I'm like, okay, fine. And I guess what is your other business you're busy with? Well, okay, I guess I can get to my schedule then because, you know, while they're busy selling all these hot dogs for me, um, I, you know, I like to get up in the morning. Um, I know some, some, you guys get up pretty early, right? But I like to get up maybe seven or eight o'clock, normal, a normal time. Um, I like to go down to my kitchen where the servants have set up um, about a dozen different ninja coffee makers for me. They're each making a different coffee or tea like a little symphony conducted by Rube Goldberg down there. How many and is a lot? You uh, That's, I feel like, is an important question. Of teas and coffees? There's about a dozen of them. Okay, so you have about 12 of the machines going on at once. Yeah, and see, here's the thing is I got a sleepy time tea. I got my Ooh, extra right in the morning going for a sleepy tea. time. <laughs> I might want it, and I might want a very caffeinated tea followed by a sleepy time to kind of take the edge off. And I might want a couple different coffees. I got the little cherry flavored coffee. I got the normal coffee. I got the light roast, dark roast, medium roast, extra dark, extra light. You know, I got uh, whatever I might be in the mood for that day. So essentially your morning begins with you taking the edge off, putting an edge on, taking it off again, riding that edge, so to and speak. And then sometimes when there's a certain edge I don't feel like having, I say, no, 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 this won't do. And now, then make them throw that one out. Oh, you make them throw it out. I was wondering if you're um, more of a knocking coffee out of your servant's hands type of guy or... No, my hands... I need my hands for my leisure. I can't get them scalded by coffee. True enough. Is that why you're always wearing those white gloves? Yeah. uh, One of these was worn by Michael Jackson and the other one, I just tried to find one that looked kind of similar. And then after... You've always... I mean, let me just say, Toledo has always reminded me of the titular Mickey Mouse of Disney. In what Just way? The, the gloves. white gloves? I, yeah, I, the gloves. I think that's I it. don't remember Mickey Mouse selling used hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it is the white gloves. And I guess we do all of us kind of make our lives Disneyland. That's that is true. I, I Well, you know. my life's much more tasteful than Disneyland, I would argue, but Well, well it's not just mere child's play. That's for sure. There's definitely because a lot of adult situations going on in your life. <laughs> yes, Indeed including there is. Such as, one such as this. After I pick out my assortment of coffees and teas for the morning, I walk over to the kitchen table where I have a servant fetch me the day's paper. And, <laughs> you know, I don't really like to read, but it's nice to think that I have the option if I felt like it. And so instead, I just kind of sit there petting my fluffy kitty cat for an hour. What is your cat's name? Oh, Mittens the Fluffy Kitty Cat. Mm. It's an all-white kitty cat, very fluffy, very regal, fur as soft as silk, gets pet so much that it stays so fluffy. Oh, how many hours a day are you petting this cat? I'm petting it for at least two hours a day, but I start with about an hour in the morning, and I have another uh, employee, I guess I'm supposed to say, who uh, pets the cat when I'm not petting it. Oh, you know, servants, you can, you can call. You've already said servants. I feel like you can stick with it. Like, who's going to be mad? Or call them family, even. Yeah, they're not... Uh, Ooh, they can't f- afford to listen to this podcast. We're going to pay all this for $10,000, right? Well, I, you know, no one's listened to it yet. No one knows who we are. I, so. I think that a, maybe a subscriber model would be nice. Maybe for exclusive friends, invite-only um, kind of in our, our social circles. We could begin it, and it'll spread amongst... You know the. You know what? Um, I'll work out a deal with Stitcher. I hear they'll take anybody. 
<laughs> I heard that as well. I heard that too. Well, um, what's so, next after your cat? Well, after I pet my fluffy kitty cat, the thing is I do the activity which this particular cat may not ever do with me is I go outside in the backyard to my koi pond where oh, I just have a big old thing of fish food and I just stand there for about an hour feeding the fish. <laughs> See, one time when I first got my first kois, I, I got too overzealous and I fed them so much food it killed them all. So I had to um, learn moderation. Unfortunately, moderation is not often a part of pleasure, but when it comes to feeding these particular fish, I had to learn to be a little bit restrained for their sake. And then uh, what, what's next? After? Well, then is when I get to my other business, uh, which you guys may have heard about. I know we've talked about it a little bit, but I have a company that is making spaceships. Oh, Oh, I thought you were going to say it was pleasure. You said earlier your business. Well, my business is uh, pleasure, but this one, sometimes you got to work hard in order to increase your pre- pleasure in the future because imagine how fun it's going to be when I have a personal spaceship. I can just fly anywhere I want. I could fly it down the street or I could fly it to Mars, you know? Wait, you, they're the, working already? Well, not yet, but you can imagine how it will work. Oh, I'm I can imagine. just drawing pictures of it right now and trying to think of what, how cool it could look. Oh, what color do you have it? Well, I can't really think beyond like the classic Nassau black and white one. So most of my pictures look pretty much like that. But I'm just imagining there's maybe some jewels in it or there's a chase lounge inside of it that's floating around and you just kind of strap on. Yeah, that and you just, I used to I mean, I used to draw pictures of stuff like that when I was like seven. Well, once you get to the interior, let me help you. I mean, a spaceship like that doesn't have to be all utility. You know, there could be room for like some fashionable, nice choices in there. Maybe you some... should come over sometime and, and uh, help me design my spaceship. Oh, I'd love to. Do you have like a working model, like a space we could work with? Maybe you could just well, get one I of your Well, I have like some pens and papers and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can, we can do that. I'll bring over some samples of different types of brass. Oh, that! Oh, what if the whole I'm thing's made out of I'm imagining a lot of a lot of cream inside. Oh, a lot of off-white Ooh. eggshell. Eggshell is my favorite shade of off-white. And maybe highlighted with some vermilion. Maybe that's a little bit too bold. Yeah, but... maybe maybe a nice yellowing undertone to it that'll kind of level it out. You know. Well, gold is played out, so we don't want to make sure we want to make sure that yellow isn't too gold. Right. I guess, like you're saying, gold's the only not problem cool with anymore. brass is I think it might not work inside of a spaceship since it's so weak. I just well, think, the you know, eggheads can figure that out. We'll let the eggheads figure it out. You have some egghead servants? Well, I was thinking I'll just call up Elon Musk and be like, who are the guys working on your spaceship? And then I'll just ask them to work on mine. Well, that seems like a pretty good, pretty good policy. Um, how, how often do you work on the spaceship? How, many, how often does this take? I mean, basically every afternoon. But the thing is, it's boring. So I usually do it for about five minutes. And then I just go take a bath until nighttime for about <laughs> 10 hours. <laughs> that is a long bath. Do you take the gloves off? Oh, well, I usually, uh, I keep, I take off the Michael Jackson glove because it's so valuable, but I leave the other one on oh. so I can feel like Michael Jackson, but there's no risk of getting that fancy glove uh, wet, you know? Yeah, you do not want to get that glove wet. And here's the thing, the reason I can justify taking such a magnificent and lengthy bath is that I'm thinking about my spaceship the whole time and coming up with the next big idea. Oh, do you have pen and paper at the ready? Well, no, it's more like just like a thought bubble over my head where I imagine the spaceship zipping through space and I can remember it all for later. You know what? I, I, I'm so rude. I got you guys sit, sitting down and starting and I didn't offer you anything. Do you guys want an extremely like small appetizer? Maybe something on a crustini? I'll have a macaroon on a crustini, thank you. Ooh, well, let me go get the macaroon. You know, the I'll have a macaroon on uh, some avocado toast. That's why I need you to be co-director. You know so much. You know they were fr- that they're from Italy, are they? Or, or France. Hmm. Oh, what's the difference? You know, they both like they're, wine over there. They're both. I mean, expen- they're both very pleasurable places to go. They're both very expensive. We'll leave it at that. Means they're, they're one of them figured it out. But uh, yeah. But uh, Loomis, why don't you tell us about your day? <sighs> oh, you don't want to hear about boring old Loomis. Oh, Loomis, days. please tell us. Please tell us about I your day. Could. Oh, I. Could. I'd love to hear about your day, Loomis. Go. 
I have to say, Toledo, you work far too hard. I left that life behind me five years ago when I sold Loomis Industries. I was almost and sweating listening to him tell his talking about drawing. Spaceship. <laughs> oh. oh my God, the work you do. I almost fell asleep, not because I was bored, but I was like, oh my Lord, the thought of all that work. You know, March 20th is World Macaron Day. Is it? That's going to wow. be in the documentary. That's right around just, the corner. It just That's going to be there. Maybe I'll release it on that day. <laughs> yeah, can you finish it in a couple days? I'll, I'll try on it. I'll see what I can do. How long does it take to make a movie? Can't be that hard. Well, a movie's only an hour and a half, so it probably doesn't take a whole lot longer than that if you just work quickly and smart. I, yeah, I'll just get I'll get like a, a schedule together and then I'll just get started on it like the day before. Maybe some of Toledo's guys can help you work on it. Maybe his servants. Yeah, or my fluffy kitty cat could star in it if you're looking for uh, some viral moments, maybe. Oh. What if you fed a delicious um chicken and cheese and gravy uh tasty treasures friskies flavor macaroon to a cat? Oh, I imagine they'd quite like it a lot they'd say i'd i want that macaroon meow maybe that'll be a wow. scene in my documentary i'll feed well, you that could, just, that could just be the documentary it could be a 40 second viral documentary of the cat eating the the cat flavored macaroon cat food flavored and it would probably get more views than a boring stuffy old we can you know, film the film. whole thing on my iphone <laughs> yeah I'm sorry. We completely cut you off, Loomis. Please, Loomis, tell us about your Oh, day. no. I mean, Please. like I said, it's boring. You guys don't want... I know you don't want to... Ha- I know you don't care, so we could just... I'd love to. Please tell me. Well, if you insist, I will indulge you, humor you. Uh, so a typical day for me, and this is just a weekday, because we all know the weekend's different. That's when everything... That's when you get to be double the pleasure you know so i'll picture this so i'll wake up in my hammock Ooh! and yes i often sleep in a hammock inside it's kind of inside outside my home has a lot of free space and moving air a lot of pillars and and curtains and like flowing fabrics that blow with the breeze you know very romantic. And the and, weather um, machine lately has been just giving us great weather. Great Oh, stuff. my God. Well, anyway, it's usually around noon, I would say, or 1 p.m. when I'm waking up, uh, depending on how much I indulged the night before. Oh. And um, What were so you indulging po- in? Uh, <laughs> Where do we begin? Where do we begin? Women, yeah, thank you. wine. Thank you, Vic. Macaroons. Oh my god. Ice cream. This guy eats so many ice creams. Maybe I had a keg of beer to myself the night before. Ooh. Who knows? Like what the night before brought. Um so after putting on my tuxedo, I make a morning drink. Usually champagne and coke, my favorite. And I take about four hundred milligrams in edibles. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then I had then I had <laughs> I had right to my back to the pool for my morning swim where I do about 500 laps. Wow. Do, how? Do, when did the uh, edibles start kicking in? <laughs> They're pretty potent. I, I start filling them in about 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, just in time for you to hit that pool. Oh, yeah. And then I'm good to go. And then once I'm done with my 500 laps in the pool, it takes you about five minutes, but it feels like 10 years because you're so high. Oh, the, the laps? Well, that takes me about 45 minutes to do 500 laps. Okay, but, that but it feels a, like 45 about, years. It's a, pretty sm- sure. it's a pretty small pool. 45 years of pleasure. <laughs> it's not a huge pool. I mean, it's 50 <laughs> feet lap, long. A lap 50 is feet about long. three feet. No, it's well, he's also feet. really, but you're really high, so you're you're it's doing the laps feet wide, side, fifty feet. You're doing long. the laps sideways instead of lengthwise because you're so yeah, high. Yeah, don't don't. I'm not snitching or anything, but um, he likes to, you know, he he definitely rounds the corners. 
cuts a little time by round. And sometimes he does them in the shallow end. He has one of those pools where it gets deeper and deeper the further you walk. And sometimes he's in like one foot, one foot shallow water, walking side to side in the pool. Well, that's about an hour after the when the edibles kind of about an hour later. Toledo's never been to my home, so please. After, never been to my home. after about after about an hour, he's mostly just laying down in the shallow end of the pool. <laughs> it takes me forty-five. Uh, can I? I mean, like I said, I know you guys don't actually care. So, oh, well, we're kidding. Don't come no, on. We, this sounds no, very powerful. I get it. No, Mister Powerful Lewis Contraire can't take a little joke. Come on, tell us. Well, after I finish up my laps in the pool, uh, about that time, it's time for lunch. And can you guess what that is? Is it more edibles? <laughs> well, it's I whatever it's, I want. Um, oh. I hope it's those very tiny sandwiches that you get with tea or whatever. Tea sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Whatever I, the I think they're actually that. called that. Whatever the mood strikes me, I will get. Well, what'd you have today? I hope it's pizza. <sighs> well, today I woke up at about 3 p.m. Oh, wow. So I couldn't eat lunch. That's more about, that's more like tea. Even though I'm an American, I still have tea. Oh, I love day, you know? tea. Don't get me started. And people don't realize when they th- they hear the like um across the pond, they hear that people talk about having tea. They think they're just drinking tea. No, I mean it could be it's sort of like a lunch in the like the afternoon. And that could be a big old bacon cheeseburger, that could be ribs, that could be wings, that could be a big pizza to yourself. That could be tea. You know? Served on one of those things that has like three or four levels. You know how they serve like the tea biscuits and shit. There's just like a hundred wings on there and eight pizzas <laughs> yeah. stacked up. You get to ice cream sundaes. Oh my, that is decadent and rich and delightful. Just handfuls of chocolate chips. Mmm. Just bowls of candy with scoops in them. Bowls of M and M's and gummy oh. worms. Have at Toledo. Have you been with Loomis on what when he's on one of his heavy cream kicks? Oh no! I've heard tale, but he I've just, never. Oh, he just get out of the way. Sense. Just get out of the but way. That's all I can say. Granulated sugar into some heavy cream. It's like liquid ice cream. He just chugs well, the mean, stuff. Ooh, I wouldn't mind putting a few gummy worms in there and just <laughs> chewing on chewing on my drink while I suck Do it. Do you down. remember Vic when we were in the Amazon and we were kind of roughing it? We we're like, let's have a fun expedition, and we. And oh yeah, uh, I still had a little thing of confectionery sugar on me, like I do at all times. And you were like, "Well, this fish is no good." And I said, "We'll have a little bit of this on it." And, and you're like, "Oh, mama, uh-huh. thank God for that." Yeah, we well, were for the listeners. The Amazon is what we call Jeff Bezos's yacht. We wouldn't go to a dirty jungle. God no, dangerous. Right. That's not pleasurable. No, Itchy. no, that's yeah that. That's where we do ayahuasca. Yeah, Jeff Bezos' boat. Yeah, in the basement. It's a big boat. It's got a basement. <laughs> I know people when call... It gets, when it gets stormy outside, we all run down to the basement. You run down to the basement because that thing ain't going to sink. It's already underwater. It can't sink. Yeah. Jeff gives us whatever he wants. He says, you know, help yourself to anything, and then he heads off. He doesn't even hang around on the boat because he's working so hard. He says, I got to get these packages out. Oh, We're yeah. All like, Jeff, baby, he's when ba- are you going to retire? He's boxing stuff up himself. Did you see? Oh, my God. And we might have to cut this from the podcast. When was the last time you hung out with Jeff? He got... So was he it got Fourth of July? Okay. Since then, he got... Steve Zahn, Han Solo, and Carbonite, or whatever that is. The exact same thing from Star Wars. He's got a frozen Steve Zahn. It's did amazing. He, did, he to, did he have to pay Steve Zahn to let him do that? Or how I don't he know. He wouldn't talk about it. He just winked at me when I asked, what are the details here? I don't know. Maybe if, he, if, uh, if I know Steve and Jeff, and I know them both pretty well, I imagine Steve volunteered. Or he lost yeah. a bet. Well, Steve might have been, oh, he might yeah. be method acting for the Star Wars Episode Five oh, remake you know when they're going to let Steve Zahn play Han Solo. Yeah, but Zahn him, and Jeff play, him and Jeff are always disc golfing and they bet on yeah. it. Constantly. Oh, yeah. One of whoever loses golf, disc golf is going to have to get put in carbonite for a week or whatever. They were what? 
or the other one has to like eat uh, the other's booger or something like nasty like that. But yeah, I, they're fun. I guys. know Jeff and Steve. They were in Abu Dhabi on that skyscraper that was built to have a ring of disc golf courses around like the hundredth level, and the wind is insane up there. Like you can barely throw. Oh, it. I heard they said that the making the shots is like playing like a Super Mario yeah. game, like insanely but apparently steve zahn can spin skill. it in a way that it just cuts right through the way i've never seen anything like it in my life jeff will throw it the other way and the wind will whip it right back into the thing these guys are like the best disc golfers i've ever seen in my life and it's so windy up there and it's cold and all they're both wearing is they're both wearing harem pants oh they it. love those harem <laughs> pants and i don't understand how those harem pants don't get caught on the wind and just get whipped right out into the persian gulf or whatever like Mary Poppins Especially or something. Jeff, Jeff is like right a up. small guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, oh, where were we? Well, man, we can really with your, go With off your day, I, you know, you were talking about lunch. Oh, your, my your, day. Uh, my tea day. time I feast saw... you had in the afternoon. Oh, uh, you know, I'm going to probably pack them on. I'm probably going to have to go on a, a hunger strike for like a month or two pretty soon here. And, uh, you know, shed some of this stuff. I'm going to probably like, you know, really... Take a lot of amphetamines. Yeah, I got a guy. We'll talk about it later. I got a guy. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, I, yeah, don't worry. I got a plenty of, I got a big he'll, stock. He'll straighten home. you out. He's a witch. He hooks you up to one of those old exercise machines that, like, works your love handles. It, like, ribs it back and forth. Like, I got, I got, I got, like, one of those motorized thing. And then he feeds you this pill. You wake up and you're like, he only lets you drink vinegar. You're, thir- you're like, I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. He's like, oh, nope, mm-hmm. this is all you and get. And the apple cider stuff. But when you're done, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, it, it really does feel like you shit out a whole person. He had that. He had that oh, yeah. special you, toilet made for this. So, uh, usually I have several candles around my home going at all times. I also like to light a nice incense if I'm like you know curling up on the sofas with a hot cup of turmeric tea, and I might listen to some Enya. But if Vic is over, we gotta have on the Frampton. He insists, and. Uh, and then I might go out. I might head out. I might go shopping with Vic. Um, recently with Toledo, might go shopping for fountains or uh, for some soft new fabrics that came out. Um, and some of the labs we like to visit, we have them make sweatsuits out of these fabrics for us. Oh yeah, what kind of sweatsuits are we talking here? You haven't told. You haven't cut me on this at all. I'd like to. Well, me and Toledo, one of the labs that I have a very close relationship with came out with this hyper velour recently and this stuff will make you shit if oh. you see it, it, would you, it would, if you feel this i'm telling you vic if you feel this stuff you're gonna buy out the the world supply which isn't even that big right now it's kind of hard to get your hands well, on it's kind of like vanta black i'd have to be there's legal stuff around it i'm a know? huge mulberry silkworm guy and you know i got a whole you know, I don't know what to call them, infestation of them in the greenhouse out back. So, you know, I'd love to see what you're working on because I have some very soft fabric as well. Ooh, you maybe you should join us next time. I, I need to go back there, actually, because I uh, got my hands on a rare item. Do you remember that part in the Bible where Joseph wears his amazing Technicolor dream coat? Was that the Bible? I just, I just got that. The one that's in the Bible, I got that. I acquired it. And I want to turn it into a tracksuit. I thought that was Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, that's the Bible. Is that is that what that is? Okay. That's the Bible. Do you just think... What that, do you think that's based on? That's the Bible. Hold on, do you think that just all plays are based uh, on anything, the Bible? No, anything with Jesus in it. What do you think? Where, where else would they get a story about Jesus besides the Bible? I thought it was Joseph in the dream coat, not Jesus. That's what I said. But he's friends with him. Oh, okay. Okay. I think he I'm shows on up board. in one of those scenes where they're hanging out, like when they're having the big meal together or whatever, and he's wearing his big coat. Oh, and it's all the colorful. famous big meal. There's all those pictures of it they put in all those churches. The big meal. Yeah. No, okay, I got you. I've got you. I'm sorry. So anyway, I mean I need to get that made. So you should you should grab a really nice fabric and come with us next time. Well, I'll bring a handful of worms over and we'll get start we'll get started. Yeah, maybe they, maybe they can mash them up and pull the silk out for you. 
But yeah, I mean, we can either way we can do it. We'll get that silk out of those worms. I'm up to the eyeballs in worms, okay? Elvis and Carmine are eating them all the time. Take honestly, I, I know you think like I'm doing you a favor, but it'd be a huge favor if you took some of these worms off my hands. They only sure. eat fucking mulberries, which are like hard to find a lot of mulberries. Like you can get them anywhere, but it's hard to find like a lot of them. Oh, from the song, The Mulberry Bush. Exactly. Just like the famous song from the Bible about the mulberry bush. The burning mulberry bush. But anyway, really my day is kind of whatever I feel, you know, whatever will make me feel good at that moment is what I do. I mean, be it. Oh, uh, me too. Having a bottle, having an entire bottle of wine while I'm driving my speedster while wearing a scarf and goggles or ordering a wedding cake for dinner and watching this, <laughs> this show called a. Uh, Death Note? Have you oh, seen this? No. Oh, that is quite a delightful animated uh, picture. It's it's kind of crazy. And I'm thinking, I was like, well, what if I could get one of those? I could just start writing Well, now you're talking about work fun. again. That's too much work to decide who deserves yeah, to like, die. And which that. is why I didn't really look into it. But I mean, I mean, that's either those things, or maybe I just want to practice my jump shot for 11 straight hours. I'll oh, do yeah. That. It is really liberating to live like how we do. I, you know, I learned how to play the kazoo professionally. You know, it took took me like two years straight and I had lessons every day. And now, you know, I can do Mickey Mouse Club intros. I can do all the great kazoo songs like first try, no practice. He's really good. Yeah, I'm not even. He played he played me Us and Them by Pink Floyd the other day. I'm not even Ugh. pretending <laughs> to be modest. Like, that's how confident I am. Like, I'm great at it. Like, I'm one of the best. Right. So I'll do all of that kind of stuff. Or maybe I'll just. You know, I wake up and I'll lay down uh, and I'll just like read my phone for five hours straight. Right. That's all I'll yeah. do. No, that's 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 I mean, it's, it's great to have options in such a luxury. I noticed that you're drinking. What is that you're drinking right now? This is that creme de menthe. No, oh, yes. Just, With a little bit of Bert. Oh, birch wow. Beer. A little, <laughs> little, just a little bit, huh? Man, that's creme de menthe. The, the, here's a here's a trick about birch beer is it's just root. Oh, beer. I know. You're speaking to the choir here. Well, you know. isn't it made with birch instead of root? I don't really care. I think there's. It doesn't but, matter um, what root you use. It could be carrots. It could be celery. Or maybe it's like it's uh, champagne, I, where you can only call it birch beer if it's made with in the birch region. I've been drinking this birch. And I've been I've been enjoying a nice birch, and I've been drinking this birch for about two and a half weeks now, and it's really been boosting my kind of creative abilities. Kind of like oh, I actually want to work on something, and I I I'm careful with that that word, you know, the W oh. word. But um, I'm you know I've been working on my novels, uh, Lament Beyond the Shoreline, oh, plural for quite Multiple a while. Novels and wow. Well, there are thirteen oh. of them. I've only, I'm I'm just halfway done with book four. There's I haven't done any others. There's none uh, none nothing else. How you just decided to jump in on book four? You you were just inspired. <laughs> well, well, the way it fits in the story, I had to. Oh, it's kind of well, like, it's like a Star dark... Wars. No, it's like Star Wars. Where you start with part four. That checks out. That I checks suppose. out. When you're right, you're right. Uh, I've only seen one Star Wars movie, and I don't remember which one mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. It's because George had me come over. Um. So I've been working on those, uh, and I was like thinking, I was like, you know, it'd be a great place to to write. I think we should all move into a cathedral for oh. a bit. I think we could. Oh buy yeah, one. I mean that'd That's be fun to like kick place around, to design my spaceship, go to the rectory, see what they got. See- kind of living like the like the the popes of the dark ages, just having you know giant bloody orgies. All oh, the time. I could wear one of those priest dresses, those big white dresses they wear. Ooh, and we could drink out of the big fancy cups. Oh my god, we could we could hang out in like the personal space of the priests where they like sadly masturbate or whatever they do, and we could be like, "This is fun. I'm in. I'm in." Well, basically, I'm thinking like the ones that lived like kings that had they they're the ones that had fun. Oh, the fun popes, fifteen. And if they, if anyone said anything to them, they had them flogged, right. or and they all just sat around like with their shirts they off ma- and like their big bishop hats. They and, said stuff like, "I can have a kid, my and draw Jesus to look like my kid now." Right. right. Yeah. Right. They were all. They're all. I mean, like those were the guys that were about pleasure. Those guys loved it. They loved it. You want to be, you know. You know, cleared of your sins. Just give me some money. Just give me. Just cut me in. You're good. You're you're, you're good. good with the ba- me and the big dog upstairs are real well, close, real why tight. Don't you just 
Give me a little bit of gold. Money creates pleasure, and sin creates the opposite of pleasure. So if you sinned, you need to give some money to the guy to create pleasure in an equal amount that cancels out the sin. It makes perfect sense. That's right. No, I'm I'm right there with you. Wow, Loomis, you live like a like a god. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'd say like a pope. Oh yeah. Speaking of that, I mean, I just I do have a bit of that in me. I mean, I wish it was Christmas all the time. Oh yeah. I think we all agree on that. Well, I mean, you're up to what? About half of your days are Christmas now? Mm, probably about half the year for me is Christmas. I like, you know. I like the trees. I like eating, you know, the sugar plums. I like eating big boxes yeah. of chocolate. And that weather machine you bought for the whole island, man. I really, there was a lot of people upset with that, but you've really chosen great weather. Uh, I, I had to realize it's not all about my pleasure, but if people are going to be over, it's if everyone's having pleasure, I'm having pleasure. Right. I realize I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a very unselfish person. Yeah, I mean. You were saying, I remember once, like, I, you know, the forecast said it was going to be like 75. It's like, you know, late April, it's starting to warm up. And, and I was like, you know, you want to come over for lunch? You know, Amy's out of the house so we can use, you know, the big dining room. And you were like, no, I'm going to have a snow day. You said, how are you going to have a snow day? And next thing I know, I look outside. It's 30 degrees. Snow's falling. I'm like, you, you jokester. Christmas again. You're I wanted f- to build a snowman. I mean, I'm a bit of a romantic. I was listening to the song. I was, well, I was working out. You well, know? you were I on 400 on milligrams. I was on the Peloton and on my random playlist, it came up on the shuffle. Frosty the snowman came out. And I said, oh my God, I need to build a, fr- well, I need to build Frosty today. What am yeah. I going to do if I don't get this? When you're on 400 milligrams of edibles if I don't, and you're on yeah. that Peloton, right. you're doing it as sl- on the slowest <laughs> setting. Ima- you actually you had them invent a setting for you that's extra slow, <laughs> slower than the slowest well, one. You say that you say that Toledo, but you still haven't come over to my place. When I'm on the Peloton, I'm cranked up to the max. I got a trainer. I'm on the edibles, yes, but she drives me, and I get so scared of her that I'm biking as fast oh, as possible. Oh, you get terrified. Can. You mm-hmm. have to trigger that fight or flight. Every wealthy, luxurious person knows that at least once a week, you have to hard trigger the fight or flight. I got to give my heart rate up to like 210. You know, I have my burglar. My burglar come once a week and, you know, it scares the shit out of the dogs. They stop moving and just lay on the brass floor. I have to roll them around because if he they put that gun in your mouth, he asks you if you believe in God and all that. And if I don't they know lay how you and- get... You get pleasure out of that. It's like you're nuts. Well, but he's I- a great guy. He doesn't come in with his shoes on. He doesn't mess up the brass. Every once in a while, the dogs get so scared that, you know, they pee on it and they fall asleep. And they fall asleep on it so long that they put little holes in the brass floor. I have to get my brass guy to come over with more brass. It's the whole thing. But other than that, he's great. He's great. He's a college kid. Edmund, great kid, going to do great things. Puts the gun in my mouth once a week. It's fine. Well, we've been talking about me and Toledo so much, but Vic, I mean, you're you're the master. <laughs> well, I have a great life. I I will just say that I have a great life. I'm not gonna argue with that. I'm not gonna argue with that at all. Well, let, let let me cut you in on my on my daily schedule, right? Everyone knows what my nights are like. You know, I'm going out to dinner. I'm going to the you know the the the, the elite little spots. We're meeting up, meeting people. It's a great island. But um, around six, I wake up. Even number days, exfoliation, odd days, I'll do the rose water treatments, brush my teeth, put in the white strips, get ready for the day. And then, you know, the first thing I do once I'm clean and fresh and ready, I wake up my children, Elvis and Carmine, my little doggies. I uh, usually door dash some tandoori chicken for Elvis. It's the only thing he eats. It's crazy. He's so spoiled, right? I think it's just the yogurt on the trick uh, on the chicken. He likes the yogurt, but he's a Frenchie, and the dairy kind of makes him hack all day. Carmine's easier. He only eats the White Castle hamburgers, and I have a bunch of them in the freezer, so I'll just microwave those up for him, give them to Carmine. But uh, the trick is with Carmine in the morning is I have to sing to him while he eats, or he gets very aggressive. And he has a condition where his throat is very narrow. It can f- it can fit about an M M&M and M at a time. <laughs> he's got a narrow throat so he'll eat those he'll chew up those white castle hamburgers what he does is he kind of he's a smart dog he's like smart as a person he's got a system where he chews up the white castle hamburger he spits them on the ground and then kind of sucks it up on his <laughs> narrow throat no. that narrow m M&M m throat 
and I have to be singing the whole time. Or he does that thing, you know, dogs do where they turn to look at you. They kind of show their teeth and they go like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll show his teeth. He actually shows his teeth while he's sucking up the hamburgers. And uh, my dog psychic says it's a sign of respect, but that's neither here nor there. But I have to keep singing for about an hour straight, and it makes him very aggressive if I stop. So, you know, I like to say Carmine's the alpha in the house. Let Carmine do what he wants. What kind of stuff do you sing? What, What do you sing to Carmine? Oh, I sing a lot of, Peter Gabriel. you know, just, you know, you know, Heaven is a Place on Earth by Belinda Carlisle is probably my go-to. Oh, yeah. um, you know, every once in a while I'll try to get out the kazoo because I'm so good at it, but he's not that fond of it. But, you know, my throat gets really sore from singing Heaven is a Place on Earth by Belinda Carlisle for an hour straight. So, you know, I'll take Elvis and Carmine out to use the bathroom while I get my tea ready. And they don't use the bathroom outside. You know, it's just kind of a reminder to use it and they come back and use the bathroom on the floor. But they're so small, I don't mind. I'll clean it, disinfect it, get it up like that. Wait, why but, don't um, you have someone clean that for you? Well, that sounds you know, like I'm a not, lot I'm, of work, Vic. Yeah, that sounds I, awful. It's not, I'm just taking care of my, my dogs, you know? It's not, it's not, you know, it's it's a little, their, their poops are like, especially Carmine, because he can't eat that much, his poop will be like a long tube, like a long skinny tube. You know, it's about like a foot long poop, but it's about as big as an M&M. I mean, so it's more like a rope. Your dogs are small enough. You should just teach them to use a litter box like my fluffy kitty cat does. Well, I can't teach them anything. They'll bite me. If I make eye contact with them, they get very upset. They'll ruin all my brass. Sounds like you're it's practically a, a, a prisoner to these dogs. This doesn't sound fun at <laughs> hey, all. That that's that's They're my guys, you know. <laughs> but uh, my throat's really hurting from singing for an hour to my dogs. So I'll get an oolong or a white jasmine and rose tea. And that's when I put on all you guys know about my giant shawl. I put on my giant shawl, and that's my quiet moment. It's uh, Sophia Cashmere. I pretended to work for Shaq, and I called them. I said, Shaq wants a shawl. Shaq wants a large woman's shawl. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it took some negotiation, but they were able to send me the gigantic Shaq-sized shawl. I crawl into it like a cocoon, and I watch watch Shit's Creek on my iPad. Well, that sounds nice. Then uh, after that, I go in to see, you know, Take care of my uh, my artist, Amy, and I, I'll pour her her tea. I'll light her her cigar. And if she wants inspiration for a song, that means I go, I take my shirt off, and I sit. Or it's kind of laying, like a half-sit lay on this very angular hip chair with my lips pursed. It's like a hexagon-style chair. Wait, are you saying like a- she makes you get naked like a painter would, but she's just holding her guitar and writing a song? Yeah. And, you know, it takes her about two hours to get inspired. So that I usually just, like, kind of lounge there, chilling out. And, that you know, sounds kind of cold, especially if Loomis is using his weather machine to make it Christmas. Well, she has a lighting system that she hooks up so that I stay pretty hot. It's actually quite hot under those lights. I, I Sometimes I have to redo my neck foundation. Yeah, like a, like like a little, little lizard out of rock. I got a very red neck, so I put a little bit of foundation on it. Nothing crazy. Yeah. I'm still a guy. You know, it's just a little bit of neck foundation. But uh, after that, I have my daily palmello. You know, it's like a grapefruit as big as a volleyball. And it, you know, takes me. I got a little Dyson table saw that I use to get through the rind. And um, <laughs> so I'll, 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 I'll start, you know, once I get back into my little beach house area, I'll, I'll get out the Dyson and I'll go through the uh, pomelo. And it terrifies Carmine. And t- Carmine has this really cute thing when he's terrified. He'll try to, like, ram his head into whatever he's scared of. So, like, vacuums, knives, ovens, stuff like that. So I usually have to hold him with one hand and work the power, the Dyson, with the other to try to chop up this pomelo. And uh, it takes a long time to eat, so I'm usually done with it, like, around 12, 15 and that's when uh, I go hang out with my neighbor. You guys all know him, Kato Kalen. Um, great guy. Great guy. Um, we've been discussing avant-garde chandeliers, and these are some of the most it intense, life fulfilling bloody cough. Like that, that kind of like that heroin kind of guttural cough he has, and he coughs up blood sometimes. But yeah, <clears throat> like that. But kinda. he says he says he says my doctor says it's fine. He says it's normal for me. Yep. Yep. 
and um, great guy. Those conversations are like sacred to me. Like I don't even want to mention them because like those avant-garde chandelier conversations are like oh, they like put battery in my tank, you know, fuel in my battery, battery gas in my. You know what he said to me though? It gives me energy. Do you know that he? What did he say? He to told you? me that linoleum is the best kind of flooring. No, he did. I swear to God. Kato. I thought he was fucking with me. Swing and a miss. Hey, you didn't just let him have 400 milligrams of edibles, no, did you? On. That's all for me. I know. You eat it like an apple. It's big. That's why I have him make it's it in the lot. shape of an apple. It's easier. <laughs> <laughs> After that, I, uh, I start running errands. And I, there's this great store on the island that I'm obsessed with. You guys all know this luxury by Corinthia. Ooh. And um, I've been meeting with her about purchasing a deconstructed dining room table for my bedroom. So, um, you know, what, Corinth- what does that got to have a bedroom exactly. dining table? Well, it's a deconstructed dining room table, but it's going to go in my bedroom instead of like in my d- dining room. Um, I just I can't wait to like sit on the ground in front of my dining room table, which is also on the ground and it's in my bedroom. Like I'm so looking forward. It's like a design choice. I've been super excited about for a while. So we haven't found the right deconstructed dining room. We can table make a yet, nice deconstructed we- charcuterie board all over your floor with the table. It kind of just snack. Oh. kind of just, but how would oh we know which, which part is the charcuterie board and which part is the table? If the table is just a bunch of pieces of wood. The whole floor is the, is That's going to be That's not the point, Toledo. The point is you. The whole floor. Could I think you're approaching this uh, from a too much of a uh, 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 contemporary standpoint. Yeah, you got to like open up to like you know. This is beyond how can I do this the, the now. This is beyond. This is postmodern, post postmodern. Right. You know, in, in Japan, they sit on the floor all the time. They, you know, they do it when they eat their meals in their pajamas and their socks. But they still have real tables. But they're on the floor. Well, they also, they don't eat that way. Like It's a real table. At, like a it's a real table. table. It's just like, de- like the legs, it has legs and everything. They're just not on it. It just you doesn't seem that saying? fancy to me. Like the kind of things that I like to buy are like, you know, I've got the only Princess Diana Beanie Baby that's made with her ashes in it instead of beans. And it's worth like twice as much as the normal one. Like, that's nice, right? Yeah. I mean, that, but it's also like, okay, so us as luxurious people, us as wealthy people, us as people that don't have to worry about much in life, we can get everything we want, right? So we have to start finding new things to want, things that, maybe aren't as efficient as the things we already have, but we already have those. So when I hear about stuff like a deconstructed living room, uh, dining room table, uh, my first thought is to put something like that in my bedroom and then invite people over to my bedroom. Like, look what I did. No one else is doing this type of thing. You know, you have to like, just start buying like crap, like junk, like trash. And then just saying it's kind of good because you already have all the good stuff. So you I have mean, to I pretend. I like rare stuff, but I like cool rare stuff. Like I got a copy of the famous Dodo Bird. The only no, one in existence. No, you didn't. You don't. A you famous don't have Dodo a... Bird. You do not have the famous Dodo Wait, Bird. You... Wait, he had a copy of a Dodo Bird? Yes, the only one in existence. What is a copy of a Dodo Bird? Well, I thought you just say copy about any kind of rare collectible. Like, uh, you know, if you had the original copy of the Bible from Jesus himself and it was like the original only one, you would still call that a copy of the Bible, right? Well, so you have a living, breathing dodo bird. Yeah, it's the only one. Well, how could you come and hang out with us, say, not bring us and show us the dodo bird? How'd you not bring your dodo bird? Well, he was hungry, so I was having my servants feed him. Well, how long does it take to feed a dodo bird? A while, because he was really hungry. He was eating Listen, some you, cat food because that's all we have. We don't have dodo food because no one sells it. You got to figure out what the dodo wants to eat and then feed it that food. I think it's liking the cat food just fine. If it wants to eat the koi pond, I guess I'll let it eat the well, fish. Well, I heard like, the dodo bird is I very closely it. related to the, uh, the, the classic cat. That's true. They probably have similar tastes, but the dodo bird is rarer, so I'll let it eat my fish, whereas the cat... As much as I love my fluffy kitty cat, it's definitely not allowed to eat my other pets. 
What about the dodo bird? What if the dodo bird wanted to eat the cat? It could be like an elf-like um, creature. Maybe so. I mean, it is extraordinarily rare. I'd prefer that it didn't, but who am I to say no to such a, a, a rare and exquisite species as the dodo bird? Oh, my goodness. I gotta see that dodo bird! Well, in due time, next time we hang out, we'll come to my place. Well, hopefully. And if not, you know, we'll, you'll bring that dodo, put it in a carrying case. I'll put or it just on a leash and I'll walk if it you over. Sh- put it in if a go- you let me meet that... Put it in a garbage bag, throw it over <laughs> your shoulder and bring if it over. If you allow me to meet that dodo bird, I would love to take a selfie with it. <laughs> oh, that would be quite nice. Oh, how I dreamed to take a selfie with a dodo bird. Perhaps you could spare a few milligrams of edibles for the dodo bird and it could float on the pool. Enjoying a nice float while you do your laps. 0.5 milligrams to the dodo bird, he would do the laps with me and probably outpace me. (laughs) It's true because back in the day of the dodo bird, their weed was so weak. It was like, you know, that ditch weed. They're not used to our strong weed today, so it needs just a little bit. I, I really, you know, maybe we should pump the brakes on having a enda- the last of an endangered species and just giving it drugs and hanging out with it. But well, I there's can't... no one for it to mate with, so it might as well have fun. It's a pleasureman too. That's well, true. It here's where you're wrong, there, Vic. As you know, cannabis comes from the earth, so it's not a drug. Hmm. That's true. That's Dodo birds argument. come from the earth too, so they're actually both basically the same thing. It's almost like cannibalism to get it high. That's true. That's true. You're an easy guy to agree with. Did you know that, Toledo? That's because I'm usually right. So, <laughs> well, I'll I'll just say this. This is the last part of my day. Typically, is after running my errands. It'll be around three thirty. I'll have a cup of my Dahong Pow tea. It is the most expensive tea in the world. It is ex- more expensive. You know, than similar sized gold. You know, if you have a cup of gold, the tea would actually cost more. And um, it's very nice. Amy gets it for me flown in. Um, And it requires such a reverence. You know, I've always been like, I've always vibed with like the most expensive parts of Asian culture, you know? (laughs) Like, all the really classy stuff I've liked, like, all the, not necessarily the food, but, like, you know, kimonos and, like, ceremony. So that's when I administer, you know, my, um, you know, painkiller cocktail to Elvis and Carmine to put them down. Because, you know, they're so busy that they don't really, they kind of ruin the reverence of the tea ceremony. So I usually have about a two-hour tea ceremony by myself until about five o'clock every day. Decadence. Oh, wow. Absolute decadence. Mm -hmm. And I got to make sure the key is, and people think, oh, you drug your dog so you can drink tea alone for two hours. And that's not true at all because they are very involved in the process because I have to keep moving them around the brass floor or else, you know, I have a couple carmine shaped brass holes in my very weak floor, you know, already that's kind of like lived in feeling. But, um, you know, I'm hoping not to get any more. You know, uh, Vic, there was one thing you talked about that I kind of wanted to bring back around when you were saying that Amy Mann uh, uses you as inspiration for her songs. Oh, yeah. Um, I just wanted to point out, not to like steal the spotlight, but actually there's a lot of songs that have been written about me as well. Oh, okay. That's a very casual segue into bragging, I suppose. <laughs> very well, casual. Do you remember that one song that was called I'm Blue Daba D by Eiffel 65? That one was about me. Were you blue? I was. How were you blue? I was blue because I wore blue all the time. And then I got sick of that song, so I started wearing red. And then that's how I got run over by the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile when I was wearing all that red. Oh, yeah, because you you and your two friends looked like ketchup, mustard, and relish. Yeah, that's right. And then people kept writing songs about me once I made all that money from that incident. Like what? And Well, the Black Eyed Peas did Let's Get It Started about me. That was written about me. But the original version of it was written about someone else, though. What was the oh? <laughs> was the original version of it called? I didn't listen to that one, but it was nasty. The, yeah, so how do you know if it was nasty if you never listened to it? Because the person, it, I know the person it was written about, and they're nasty. I don't like them at all. Huh. Um, the song uh, "Who Let the Dogs Out" was written about my dog. People often think that song is about a human letting all the dogs out, when in fact it was a dog who did the letting out. Which, like, to be honest, the dog had a much stronger incentive than any human would to free other dogs. Like, it just makes sense, right? Well, your dog just let out your dodo, correct? Well, I don't have a dog right now. That, this, my dog died who that song was about. Oh, uh, okay. This was before you got the dodo? 
Yeah, long before. Then who let out your dodo? Because I remember it was about two weeks ago. I saw that dodo bird hopping down the street. And I was like, is that a dodo bird? No way. Well, and I just went back inside. Open, it figured out how to turn the doorknob with its beak. So sometimes it just takes itself for a walk, but it always comes back. Oh, that's a good idea. Just let it, you know, who cares? Um, It'll figure yeah, it itself out. There's a few other songs. I mean, these ones weren't even really about me. Kind of like that last one. Uh, the song Red Red Wine was written about my wine. Oh, and, what color um, was it? Oh, it was extremely red. I can't even remember oh, okay. what varietal it was. It was just very I red. Thought, I thought you were yeah. going to say it was about a white wine and Bob Marley was being ironic. Oh, no. Bob Marley, he, that's not his sense of humor. He was very Did you know serious, Bob? Man. Oh, yeah. We hung out all the time till like two or three years ago. He moved off the island. He got tired <laughs> of the island lifestyle. He said it's not for him. He wanted to get like a real nine to five job. And I was like, you're crazy, Bob. <laughs> Wait, ju- just to be clear, we all live in Jamaica. <laughs> I guess we do. Just reframing that for everyone listening is that we all live like <laughs> we're Jamaicans. Uh, and uh, one more song that was written about, uh, that's sort of adjacent to me, is that that song Pop Goes the Weasel was about my weasel. What'd your weasel do? Well, he went pop. What does that mean? I think it's pretty clear in the song. You're right. I, I get it. I remember. It was like a whole, you know, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat thing. I remember. <sighs> so... Well, um, oh, hold on a second. I'm getting a phone call here. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I thought I turned off my phone, but it's... Oh, I have to take this. You guys probably hate me, huh? Oh, my God. Corinthia's calling. Uh-oh. What is it? I wonder if it's about that deconstructed table. Hey, Corinthia. <gasps> no. Really? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Okay, I'm coming right over. Just leave it right there. Don't even touch it. Don't even touch it. I want to have the first fingerprints on it. Don't even touch it. Leave it in the crate. All right, all right, all right. I'm on my way. Guys, we got to get going. Oh, sure. Hey, I mean, I'll tag along. I got a new deconstructed table being flown in. It's just arrived from Italy. It was designed by an Italian prisoner who was jailed for new psychosexual innovations. Apparently, he invented some crazy illegal sex position, but now he's making uh, just stuff for kitchens in jail. I like the position that is. (laughs) Well, if I buy it, she says I can send him a letter. So, why don't we take my speedster as long as I can nap in the back? What if you guys drive? I mean, all right, can I put on your scarf and goggles? (laughs) I have a pair for you, my friend. Oh, wow. These are custom, huh? If you look at the you know back what? strap, it says right there, pomegranate. Oh, oh, that's for... <sighs> Thank you so much. That's uh, my pleasure. Hey, I tell you this. Before we get going, there's one more thing that, you know... Do you have any more of those 400 milligram edibles that are carved into an apple that I could have? No, yeah. Keep them in my satchel here. Oh, oh wow. Well, okay. I might have to indulge a little, too, if you may have me. Oh, if they'll have you, be my guest. Wow. You know what? Fla- Ooh, peach. Was that a peach flavored one? Pretty now good. Now listen. Thought you would have went Do you remember when Eve offered Adam the apple for pleasure? Welcome to my world, friends. Uh, wait, are you talking about Eve the rapper when she... No, I'm talking about Adam was... and Eve. With Adam Levine? When she hung out with Adam Levine and had all those edibles, like those she custom... offered him some sort of large apple. I'm talking about our was... friends, guys. I'm talking about the, like, the biblical story. Oh, like Joseph and his dream coat. Oh, speaking of that. And speaking of Toledo, we got to go get this table so we can all go meet that dodo bird. All right, I'm oh, putting the goggles on now. I can't I'm wait to drive I'm glad you brought up roaster. my famous dodo bird, because while we're there with Corintha, I might just ask her to make a new custom cage for my dodo bird. Perfect. It's better than the trash bag you're using now. That's true. That you put it to All bed right, so- in. All right, everyone. Thanks for the first episode of We Never Decided on a... Pleasurement? On Pleasurement. I am Vic Pomegranate, speaking on behalf of Toledo St. John and Loomis Contraire, and we would like to thank you for listening to our first episode.